0: This is Maurice Philogene, and welcome to the Tri-Life Farm Podcast. Well, you may not believe it, but I've been an actor. I've tried out for the NFL, been a street cop, federal agent. I've worked my way up the military chain of command to the rank of lieutenant colonel. I was also an executive at a global consulting firm. Hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate in the United States. I've started developing on a Mediterranean island, and to boot, I've traveled to 100 countries over 300 times, and generally all this stuff at the same time no, I'm not trying to be everywhere. I'm not trying to do everything. What I was trying to do and I'm still trying to do is to try life on, to plug into planet and earth as intended and to fill my life book with experiences and relationships and not just accept the status quo. So what we're going to do on this podcast is introduce you to the mindset, the skill set, the soul set, the approach that is try life on. And expose you to the people who've been doing it just like me, their tools, their tips, their tactics to trying life on, because we all can try life on in our own way. So sit back, relax. Let's go for a ride. Let's go try life on. What's going on, try life on family. This is your boy Maurice. In today's episode, we talk to my guy, Jesse Fujita. Jesse is an actual really cool dude. I found Jesse on LinkedIn, and when I found out about his story, I wanted to get him on the show because as a 27-year-old U.S. Army captain, since age 20, seven years ago, he's been going the real estate route as a means to try life on, establish passive income, create time freedom for him and his family, all while he's doing the W-2 route, get paychecks, invest in real estate, design his life when you listen to the conversation a couple things to key in on one he's very aware of the fact that the goal of all this financial stuff that we tend to do is to be able to what you want when you want how you want not necessarily to have 20 million dollars in your pocket and as a 27 year old guy that he's already figured that out that's just phenomenal The other thing is him and his dad took a chance when he was 20 years old, started real estate, doing student housing at the school where he was gonna go to college, right? So that's how his whole journey started. And thirdly, it's how he's getting his information to do everything that he's doing, self-storage, single family homes, student housing. He's doing it all through social media, tracking down people like myself, I'm 20 years older than Jesse, who have already done it. Now I'm 20 years older, but there are people who are two years older He's watching what they're doing, taking their tactics, their tips, their treasures, learning from their mistakes, and he's applying it to his own journey. So I thought it'd be a really good idea to bring my man Jesse on. It was a fantastic conversation. I pulled it together for you. So sit back, relax. Let's try life on with my man, Jesse Fujita, Captain Jesse Fujita. I am happy to be here with you, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Same to you. Same to you. Excited wherever you want to take today's conversation or what you want to hit on.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, dude, I'll tell you, um, the reason why I reached out to you, so I, I've already started recording, and mm-hmm. I just run these, and this this will be on, like, they'll edit or whatever, but I just run these as conversations. Awesome. Trying life on, and all the crap that I talk about is so much a mindset, skill set, and soul set. There's, you know, the mindset stuff, and then there are certain skills that we can learn along the way, and then you just got to have the heart for it. And there was some, you were, you were making comments on some of the posts that I was talking about lifestyle design and what you're going to do for your own life. And I thought they, they were very powerful in that you have clearly made a decision about how your life is going to go down. And I think a lot of times it's hard for people, man, with all this societal noise to even like fathom that they can make, make extraordinary ordinary if they want and that's what I saw out of some of your comments, man. So I wanted to invite you on the program and just see if you wouldn't mind shooting a breeze about your story and giving us a little bit of a backseat.
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Maurice. And again, coming from you, um, someone who I uh, I don't want to say I, I grew up looking up to, but I've been on LinkedIn You know, seriously, for the last three or four years, and my real estate journey just took off in the last, you know, four or five years, but uh, I grew up looking up to you, dude, and everything that you're doing for the community and stuff like that, and just conversations about uh, what you've done throughout your life, you know, all the countries you visited your time as a a rookie cop. It's just so (laughs) inspirational to so many people out there. And it, I know it's changed my life and I'm sure it's changed thousands
0: of other people's lives. So again, I, I just appreciate everything that you do. Yeah, that's a blessing, brother. Thank you so much. So where, where are you physically? Let's let's set the tones. Let's set the framework for people.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm currently right now in Olympia, Washington, still on active duty uh, in the US Army. I'm a captain. Um, I, I'm going to hit six years this May. Um, my military career has taken me all over the world. I've deployed to the Middle East. I've been all over the country. I've served with the 75th Ranger Regiment, where I was a U.S. Army Ranger, which was a super proud moment yeah. um, in my life, which was amazing. My real estate journey actually goes back to my time when I was in college in upstate New York. Um, I was living in a duplex, and I um, was like, man, I started thinking about the difference between passive income, active income you know, working for a W-2, not working for a W-2. And um, my father and I bought my college house together. And basically, I told my father, like, "Hey, I'm a broke, you know, I'm a broke college kid. I don't have the cash to buy this, but you bring mm-hmm. the cash, and I'm gonna help manage it. And I'm gonna find the tenants. I'm gonna do the maintenance. I'll do everything else for you." Mm-hmm. Um, and now I've helped him scale that portfolio to one of the largest student housing portfolios in Upstate New York. Which wait, is pretty- stop
0: right there for a sec. What? So you did? Did you get the idea from him to, I guess, get into real estate? Or your dad suggested that you guys buy that together when you're going into college? No, I mean, we had no background in real estate. Like
1: my father's worked like odd jobs his his entire life, worked very hard. You know, I had a great middle class family and awesome upbringing, but um, had no background in real estate, neither of us. I had just read a couple of books, I had listened to a couple of podcasts, and I was like, man, this thing is bringing in, I'm living in this thing right now. It's bringing in cash, cash every money. single month. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Every single month, this landlord I'm paying down his mortgage. Um, why don't I go talk to him and we'll pitch him and see if my father and I can't buy it. And that's how we got into real estate at 20 years old.
0: You were 20 when you did that. Yeah. 20 years old. I mean, everybody yeah. Everybody thinks you gotta be like having work for 10 years and have a stack of paper laid around and all that, but you knew, you knew better or you figured out better. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was an amazing, amazing learning experience. Um, my father and I have I've grown that to a very large portfolio today. And um, just in the last twelve months, we made the jump to commercial real estate and um, closed on our first self-storage facility about ninety days oh, man, ago. Man, congrats! Exciting. Congrats. Yeah,
0: yeah. Congrats. Yeah. All right. So you you jumped you jumped and I, I guess I'll, I'll I know real estate is your thing and you want to live a specific way. Yeah. you jumped into the real estate stuff how did you end up going army out of school or did you go army right out of school i did yeah i did rotc yeah. and they
1: paid for my school and then commissioned as a lieutenant right out. okay so we have right. the same
0: journey right there so yeah, it's the same yeah. thing for me i commissioned right out of university of virginia but the year i got out they said you could go guard or reserve okay and there was too many officers coming out and the um the company that wanted to hire me the starting salary was like 40 grand and then second lieutenant's back in the day We're making 24 grand. So it wasn't, (laughs) it it wasn't a very uh, difficult decision to make, but you're, you're in the army now, as they say, six years in what's, what's the path? Because you have a wonderful, like I always talk about the military is not a job. I talk about it as a lifestyle and as a choice, you you've, you've made some relative choice. You are in a typical career framework model, which you could leverage to have a wonderful family Two and a half kids, white picket fence, dog. But every time I see you on social media, you are talking about how you're going to leverage that to do something different. So what's up with the two different parallel paths? And maybe there's more paths than that.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great question. And I, I think something that I love about your content as well that just connects so deeply is I think so many people view the nine to five, Maurice, as like this terrible, toxic thing where really the nine to five has helped me grow my portfolio and helped me leverage it even more where every single dollar that comes out of real estate just goes back into more real estate because I, my, I'm supporting my family off of my, you know, army salary right now, which has been phenomenal as well. But, uh, that that's kind of my goal is like, how long can I leverage my W two for to, in order to facilitate, to continue to grow my portfolio as an expedited rate. I'm
0: curious your thoughts on that. I mean, yeah. obviously you went that path as well. That, that's a good point, right? Because let's me and you orient for the folks who are listening, everybody out there in general, I hope you have a W-2 at, at a minimum, but I understand it's tough for some people. But for the people who do have a W-2, I'm with my man, Jesse. Um, there's nothing wrong with the W-2. I always say it's, uh, it's how we leverage it. The, it's mm-hmm. the people say the W2 is a bullshit thing and I'm like no the bullshit is the approach of how you're leveraging it. <clears throat> so in my journey Jesse and you and and then lay it on top of yours, but what I decided to do was grabbing a paycheck storing it, buying a piece of property, any cash flow off of the property I was reinvesting right back into real estate. what I did which is similar to you is I did live off of the W2 income but a certain mm-hmm. subset of it and I never never went over that threshold. And I continued to pay future Maurice first. before I even paid the um, before I even paid the electric bill, I'm not kidding. Let's say the electric bill hadn't been paid. It didn't matter. Those, that stack of bills had to wait because future Maurice had to be the number one bill. I'm glad that I did that because let's, if it was a, it was a shutoff notice then I dealt with it two days before it was shut off. But that extra 500 bucks that I saved ended up going into some piece of real estate into the future. So you were talking about how long can you leverage it? In my journey, it took 14 years to generate 160 grand worth of passive income by buying all these properties and paying them off over the years. But to your point, I kept going. There's nothing wrong with the W-2. Like you're in the army, I was in the air force. So your equivalent of what I did is CID. So I was an OSI special agent. The experiences that I was having as a captain, major, lieutenant colonel, being in all over these countries, playing clothes, nobody even knew who I was. I was in, in and out of embassies. I, you can't pay for something like that. So it made sense to stay in, leverage those experiences to grow as a person, right? But continue to take those paychecks and continue to throw those paychecks down on buying more and more real estate. And here's the very long winded culmination of answer to your question there comes a point in the journey where the steady eddy progress starts to become exponential. And for me, that started happening around 38, 39. And I noticed it. I was like, oh, I hadn't even looked at a paycheck that I had gotten from my job in six months. I didn't even even register. So uh, you can do this forever. It is all based on goals. And I think that's exactly the point, which is why I wanted you to talk about your lifestyle goals in a bit. Exactly the point of, once you do start making money, all this job stuff is not necessarily just about job stuff. It's about living and experiencing life and designing your life the way that you want. Real estate is such a great tool or any other entrepreneurial endeavors. So you can do that, but there's no no hard and fast rule that you got to leave the nine to five and, oh, I have enough now I can leave. Why? Like enjoy your life. If you like the job, enjoy it, Right.
1: Yeah, that's so powerful and and so many connections that I draw to my own story when I hear you talk through that. I mean, I I, I just don't like people and they're like, man, I hate the, you know, I hate the nine to five. I hate that. Maybe you hate your job, but I I don't hate Mondays. I look forward to going to work right. on Mondays. I love being a leader. I love leading the soldiers. I love all that. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's been a, a super, you know, instrumental, powerful piece to the whole real estate, Uh, you know, pursuit of freedom here. So it's been, it's been huge to my journey and I just love how that connection is so, uh, so important between both of us.
0: So do you, do you plan to stay military for a long time or have you even thought of that?
1: Yeah, I've, I've been having a lot of thoughts about that lately. You know, I am going to hit six years and I'm at my point where, you know, I'm getting close to that. Well, once I hit 10, I got to stay in for 20. Again, I, you know, I tell myself with anything, Maurice, and I'm curious your thoughts on this too. You know, the day I stop wearing the uniform is the day where I stop having that calling or that. for And what I do, you know, I, I love this, man. I love going to, I love going to work and working with my coworkers and leading people. And the day that stops, I think is the day I'm going to, you know, hand in my retirement packet or, or, you know, figure out something else to do. So.
0: Um, So I think you'll find that that's true. And once I got to, once I hit Lieutenant Colonel and I had a lane That I could go down to get to Colonel. It started being I had to go back to headquarters and start doing policy stuff. This is where I talk about the nine to five and saying no to promotions. Me going back to headquarters to try and get a title made zero sense in in every facet. Now, you could you could argue that in your role as a leader and in my role as a leader, part of our responsibility is to go back and write policy one day that will affect hundreds of thousands of people. I get that, but it's your life. It's my life, right? We get to do it how we want. So, you know, when the time comes, you'll just, you'll just know. And I miss wearing the uniform, I'm going to my boy's promotion. He's actually getting promoted to current. I'm going to my boy's promotion on Saturday. I actually reached out to air force reserve command to see if it was appropriate for me to put on a uniform to attend and got approval to do it. Cause I still like to wear the uniform in the right situation, man. So, you know, it does become a, it does become a part of you for sure.
1: Yeah, it's powerful. And it it was a huge calling for me being from upstate New York, you know, when I deployed to the Middle East in 2020, I carried a piece of steel rebar from the World Trade Center on me to the other end of the world. And it was, it's just a huge why, and it's a huge part of my identity right now. But, uh, you know, I think every day for the country that we live in and nobody in this world is perfect. You've been to, I think 99 countries or, (laughs) or whatever. Nope. There's probably no perfect country that you've been to, but, uh, there's so much we have to, uh, to be grateful grateful for in this country. And it's been amazing to be a part of, uh, you know, defending this democracy. So,
0: so give us, give, give folks a little bit. So people want to be a real estate investor. The number one thing, uh, like when I coach people or if I interact with people, it tends to be mindset. How'd you get in? What asset class do I even go after? Should I go after a single family, a multifamily student housing? Like you said, should I get, uh, self-storage? What, what is it that you're doing and how are you picking the things that you were going after? And then what's the criteria of those things in terms of how it's going to help you live the life that you want uh, as everything keeps moving?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when I, I look back to the beginning, obviously, student housing was kind of the thing I was in at that point in my life. And yeah. then I started noticing as we were managing the student housing, Maurice. It was really intensive. I mean, college kids party; they put holes in the wall, they <laughs> smash the windows. Yeah, man. And I was like, man, there's got to be something more passive out there, something that I can manage easier. Um, maybe something that requires less maintenance. And that is what drew me to the self storage, where my customers don't sleep there, they don't eat there, they don't use, There's no toilets, there's no sewer. There's no um, water. There's nothing like that. I'm not getting phone calls at 2 o'clock in the morning because a a heater went out and it's January in upstate New York. So when I look at my life design and my goals, I was like, man, I want something more passive. I don't want to be getting phone calls at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. What assets can I hunt for that are going to give me that more passive with really, really high returns for not just myself, but for my investors as well? So that was kind of what drove me in that direction.
0: But, but, but what was the, like, who the hell knows about self-storage, man? Like, did you, did you go to a seminar? Did you read a book? How did you even figure out that that asset class even existed?
1: Yeah, I, I found people on LinkedIn, basically. And I started following content on LinkedIn. And I would tell this to anybody, Maurice, and it's been so impactful to my journey. So many people, like, probably look at Maurice Jean and they're like, man, I could never do that. He's 20 years ahead of me. I would find somebody two years ahead of you. And I yeah. talk about this all the time on LinkedIn. I say, you know, I just closed a $2 million self storage facility 90 days ago. I'm two years ahead of you. Follow my content and I'll walk you through exactly how I did it. And that's what I did, Maurice. I found people two to three years ahead of me. I added value to them. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is history. And
0: that's how I learned and kind of learned how to operate a self storage facility. So I want to highlight a point that you just said, and I'm going to take it back to trying life on for a second. We do not have to reinvent the wheel. As you know, if you want to be a street cop federal agent, do real estate, you can follow me and tap into the shit that I've already done and all the mistakes that I jacked up on and all all that type of stuff. I love your point. Find someone who's two, three years ahead of you and get their blueprint for what they're doing. When I was coming up, there was no LinkedIn. So I'm I'm obviously a bit older. I'm 47 now. When I was coming up, there was no LinkedIn. It was just the library. And Google started coming around in like 02, 2001 kind of thing. It's a different economy now. I can connect with someone like my man, Jesse. You can go on LinkedIn, uh, case in point, you can go on LinkedIn, look up a topic that you are interested in, hashtags, or just find someone talking about it or something like that. Follow them the way that my man, Jesse, just said, stated and do what they do, listen to what they listen to. At minimum, you're going to be introduced to a different type of thing that you want to do to try life on your way. At maximum, maybe you can even get this person on the phone the way that I asked Jesse to join me today. So you can learn something from them. Even me, I'm not following real estate stuff right now. I'm, fo- well, I do kind of, but I'm more so following media stuff because I'm much more of a media student right now for the aspirations that I have in the future. And it's just following exactly what Jesse said, which is, finding someone who's doing the material that you uh, want to execute on. Um, Army, just real quick, are your, your buddies in the Army, buddies, gals, colleagues, peers, troops, are they aware that you were doing real estate? And if so, are it, do they support it, down it, pick at it? Just curious. Yeah, this is a great question. Yeah. Um I because I I'm so
1: active on LinkedIn. Yeah, a lot of people of my colleagues do know that they're in the military. And I think something that the military, at least the army misses, I think we don't do the best job at teaching like financial literacy, like all the time I have soldiers coming into my office being like, sir, like I, uh, you know, just bought a new car. I've got an 18% interest rate on it or something like that. I think I think we do such a a, not a great job, I should say at at building financial literacy within the military. So yes, a lot of my colleagues, you know, do know, but it's always like great questions like Jesse, how do I use the VA loan? How do I do this? How do I do that? How can I get started on this journey? It's so powerful. So it's a, you know, it's a weird uh, thing, but I've been super fortunate in my own career, Maurice, where people have been really supportive of of it and, uh, you know, wanting me to help them do more. So,
0: but are you, are you, I'm saying this for a reason and I'll, and I'll get to it, but are you finding that anyone is trying to tear down your aspirations by them knowing about it or saying like, look, man, you need to focus on army life. This is the life you've chose, you know, all that shit. Yeah. I I've
1: gotten that a couple of times, you know, especially for someone who I'd call like a lifer or someone who's going to do it for the next (laughs) 25 years, um, who maybe like, can't understand, like, you know, making money outside of the W-2 or something like that. But I, a conversation I have with so many of my colleagues, Maurice, and I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on this too, is like, yeah. you know, you can do 20 years and just live inside the W-2 and get your pension, but that's your single source of income. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen 20, 30, 40 years from now where your family is going to be dependent on that single income where 20 years from now, I'm going to have a hundred money trees and my pension is just going to be one of them. That's right. Um, that,
0: that's how I view it in my perspective. I, I I mean I'm curious on your thoughts on that. I think so. Two things. One, uh, let me I'll wrap back to that. But the reason I asked you about people tearing you down in the army is because I was corporate and military. I did not post about any of my journey. My journey technically started in 1997, and I would say the first time I ever mentioned what I was doing on social media was 2019, late 2019, uh, based on a recommendation of a friend. The reason I didn't is because I was very quiet about the fact that I was a corporate guy. The corporate people didn't know that I was a cop. The cop did, cop people didn't know that I was a military guy. The military people didn't know that I was in corporate. Like it was a very, I kept everything siloed. And the reason I did it at the time, because I just didn't want the naysayers around me. I di- So if I was tired in one career, no one could ever be like, yo, he was probably out searching for real estate during lunchtime or something like that. You know <laughs> what I mean? I didn't want that. Yeah, yeah. But I will caution people who are listening to this. If you don't start to create whatever the persona you are is, usually through social media or learning through social media, not social media, not Instagram, not that crap. What I mean is connecting with someone like Jesse, connecting with someone like myself who are actually doing things in the world that are going to impact our families in a meaningful way. It is a, it is, it is risky. It is as risky as relying on one income, because as many of my tech buddies have now felt who work for Microsoft and Google, I worked for Accenture for 25 years. Um, I navigated that 25 years. I navigated two layoffs with the military's help, by the way, because you know when you go on active <laughs> duty, they can't let you go. No. Right? So I, I volunteered my way through layoffs. That's how I did it. <laughs> um, but you, you, relying on one income is silly. My boys don't have a job anymore Mm -hmm. because they thought that the system was going to take care of them forever. And one last thing, the system, it doesn't exist. It's not people. Oh, these people are going to let me go. No, they are part of the system too. They are going to be let go at some point too. I swear, I tell people the career highway is crowded. You're bumping into each other. Same certification, same title, same. It's so crowded. It makes sense for you to make your own roadway. So you can just fly down that damn roadway. That's why I shut my mouth during the entire time. But in today's age, I think it's super important that people start expressing what they want to do and connecting with like-minded souls. Um, And as far as the one income thing goes, Jesse, keep doing what you're doing from my perspective. Mm -hmm. I have, I don't know, 2,500 streams of income at this point. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, when I say 2,500, it could be 25 bucks a month. It could be $500 a month. It could be $5,000 a month. I have so many little pockets of income streams coming in. It is impossible for one career set that I have to disappear and my family be affected. And that's, that's the goal. So even on the real estate side, since you were asking my opinion on it, I'm grateful to real estate, but real estate is one tool. It's just one one tool. That's why you see me like when I'm posting stuff, I do talk real estate, but then I'll quickly go talk about police life or military life or uh, lifestyle design or coaching, right? I created a stream of income during coaching. It's risky, man, but it's also risky in the real estate space because we do go through these cycles and revenue goes up and down. I'm feeling it now on the real estate side, but there's plenty of revenue coming in from legacy stuff that I created a long time ago and everything like that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love that mentality of uh, I'm just picturing a board with 2,500 little dots on it. And yeah. each little dot is its own little money tree or maybe even some just a money plant. But, you know, take away one of those dots and the other 22,499 dots survive and your they're family chilling. continues. Yeah, they're
0: chilling. And I'm not saying I understood that. And maybe you didn't totally understand it as you started on your journey. We it kind of develops over time. You start to get an impression of it and uh, what have you. But you're clearly on your way there. So what does uh, future look like? If I said, my man, Jesse, it's, it's 10 years from now and I finally run into you at a coffee shop or something, where, what are you going to tell me? Like, what would be the best outcome for lifestyle, for how you arrange your day-to-day? Where do you want to be? What do you want to be doing? What kind of freedom will you be experiencing? Yeah, 10 years from
1: today. So what's that? January 31st, mm. 2033, Maurice, you and I run into each other at a coffee shop. I'm 37 years old. I'm going to be traveling. It'll it'll just be a chance encounter, Maurice, because I'll be traveling the world. I'll be all over the world and I'll run into a, you in a coffee shop in Spain or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but but taking you know my wife and my family all over the world is my goal. I love to travel. I want to be able to do what I want when I want with the people I love. And that's a huge mantra that's on my wall every day. That's my big why. And when I first started on this journey at 20 years old, Marie, so like I'm I wasn't naive or embarrassed to admit this. I know way more now, seven years later, but I, I I was like, man, I want a cash flow, you know, whatever, six figures a month. That was my goal at 20 years right. old. You know, right. and now at 27 years old, my goal is I want to be able to do what I want when I want with the people I love. I don't care if that's 10,000, 15,000, know, who cares? There's no number in my head, dude. Yeah. dude. There's no number in my head anymore. Like seven years ago, I was naive. I was new. I didn't know. No. Today, there's no number in my head, dude. If I'm traveling the world with the people I love, doing what I want, where I want, I've made it in my mind. And at 37 years old, I think I'm going to be able to crush that. So
0: brother, first of all, you're you're 30 now or you're 20? Are you 27? I'm 27. Yeah, you're 27. First of all, I hope for y'all out there in Try Life on land. my man is 27 and he's made such mind sh- mindset shifts starting at age 20 to take those amazing paychecks and to put them into assets that will continue to pay him over time or grow over time and start to pay him such that he can do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants. And the reason I got so happy, brother, is because people don't get that. It's not the 20 million that frees you. It is the amount of income that you need to do, the amount of income that you need to take care of your basic needs and your family. Then there are other tactics, and we can talk about this stuff offline too, but there are other tactics like virtualizing your mail, automating your business. Uh, In front of me, uh, my house is being renovated right now in DC. So in front of me is just my laptop, a light. My laptop is on a pan and I got a microphone in front of me. The walls are bare and I got a cell phone but I can pick up this entire rig. And just like I was in last week, I was in Spain. Friday, I was in Miami. Three weeks before that, I was in Lebanon. Sometimes I'm in the US. It's doing what I want, when I want, how I want. And it didn't take $20 million. What it takes is a certain amount of income coming in monthly that covers my basic expenses and just a little bit more. And the fact that you even articulated that, I'm going to tell you something. My last real estate deal was $38 million. the the financial minds that I interact with to get that type of stuff done, they're incredible. But they still, I'll say that 95% of the people who are investing still do not have a good understanding of how to build lifestyle with the assets that they have bought. What they are doing is they're going out buying pieces of real estate or whatever investments. They make money and they're like, I want more, I want more, I want more, Mm -hmm. And at some point, and this is just uh, not a piece of advice, just reflection of my own journey back to you. At some point, I think building is good, but securing your life is even better and more crucial. So every time I go do a big deal, and let's say one of our big apartment complexes sell or something and I make a million, okay? I'll take that million on that particular one. I, I will likely take that million and I will go pay off any existing loans that I have on other stuff, because I want to be in a position always where I'm always able to like, yeah, it's time to get on a plane or no, 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 we got to go. I are going to go do this media stuff. I'm going to go. I'm about to go to Washington and sit down in a coffee shop for the day and have coffee with Jesse and just shoot the shit. You know? Yeah. yeah. you you're, you are way ahead of people, man. You're, you are so far ahead. Mindset wise, let that mindset direct your actions on the investing side. Lastly, just like you and I, well, you're in military, I was military, so we have to compete mm-hmm. to get, you know, captain, major, lieutenant colonel. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Corporate side, same thing. For me, it was consultant, manager, senior manager. Da, da, da. Like everybody was jockeying for shit. Investors jockey for shit, too. And what they want to do is they want to say, how many units do we have under management, da-da-da-da-da. It is a waste. Mm-hmm. Or Orient yourself. I feel like a a broken record because I talk about it so much on social media. The assets that we buy are simply tools so we can go live our lives as intended, so we can plug into life and planet the way we were supposed to from the beginning. And that's why you got me so excited, brother, to go on that little rant, because you said, I want to do what I want, when I want, how I want. You didn't say, I want 50 million. I know plenty of 50 million, 50 millionaires, people who have 50 million plus net worth, who are miserable, Mm -hmm. miserable miserable so I really appreciate you saying that big time yeah yeah no
1: thank you Maurice and um, again I when I look back at 20 years old I was like just naive but how I've developed in the last seven years I'm just so excited for what's on the horizon you know over the next 10 years but when I'm traveling the world and you know with (laughs) the people I love Um, it's going to be all worth it. And I'm just so excited. That's all. I I know I'm on the right path, Maurice. Now it's just putting in the time every day, just pushing that needle forward a little bit every single day. Um, And then in the next 10 years, you know, my life will look completely different than it does today. That's awesome, man. Yeah.
0: What would you, just on a parting note, and I appreciate it, what would you tell people who want to try life on their way? What would be one piece of advice that you would just give, whether it's related to, as I say, mindset, skill set, or soul set, you've picked a particular journey for yourself and your family to live life the way that you want to live. What piece of advice would you give other people who are trying to do that as well in their way?
1: Yeah, if I could pinpoint one thing. I think so many people out there, if it's creating on something like LinkedIn, if it's going out and going after that first real estate property, I think so many people are affected by, you know, man, what are my colleagues going to think? Or what's my brother going to think? Or what's my friend or buddy going to think? And it's like, dude, none of that matters. What matters is what Jesse thinks, what Maurice thinks. Like if that is the path of real estate is your path, to financial freedom it's creating on LinkedIn and Becoming a, uh, you know, whatever, selling your digital product is your path. Don't care what anybody else thinks. Go after Mm -hmm. what you want to do and the rest will take care of itself. I feel like so many times in this world, we're so like bothered by, you know, what is so and so going to think? What's my colleague going to think? No, what matters is deep down in your soul, what you think, what you believe, what you want to accomplish. Go out and do that and don't care what anybody else thinks. That would be my biggest thing. Don't care
0: what anybody else thinks. Uh, Jesse, brother, I appreciate it. And I want to um, highlight this one point one more time, because this was the one thing you said that I really think folks should grab onto, which is you can use something like LinkedIn. Go find someone who's doing exactly what you want to do. Maybe they are 10 years ahead of you, five years ahead of you. Maybe they're right there by your side in terms of uh, you know where they are on their journey, watch what they're doing, listen, reach out. And the reason why my man Jesse and I are sitting across from each other right now virtually is because he made some comments, or I don't know if I saw yours or you saw mine, but he made some comments Mm -hmm. that made it very clear to me that we were of like mind. And you are 20 years my junior, but doing things, you have way more understanding of being out there in the world and lifestyle design and going after real estate than I did at 27. I, I was tripping my way through library aisles, trying to figure something out. Right. But the fact that you are 27, you are a model for people, brother. I hope that people go out and connect with you and learn from you, whether it's self-storage or some other piece of real estate. And especially thank you for your service, still being active duty with our great U.S. Army. You're doing a lot, brother. So I just want to thank you and thank you for giving me time. And even though I was late, you waited for me, man. And (laughs) I appreciate it. Maurice,
1: I just want to go back to something I said yeah. in, in the first few minutes here, just really quick, like growing up, dude, I looked up to you, man. And I still look up to you. And I can't say, tell you how thankful and grateful I am to uh, interact with people like you on LinkedIn every day. And you know, it's been huge for my journey. And I don't think, you know, guys like you probably don't get told enough, like everything that you do is so powerful and moment- You know, momentous to like other people starting on this wow. journey so i just wanted to give you that heads up dude that you know i look up to you man you crush it and and thanks for doing everything you did my so. buddy,
0: brother and i'm right here this is the point of connecting with each other you have yeah. my info you hit me up anytime for any deal for any lifestyle design thing for any of the thousands of mistakes that i've made <laughs> on my journey but i appreciate brothers like you man and we'll, we'll stay in touch in the background fair enough Yeah. Sounds good, Maurice. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. All right, my man, Jesse, thanks for joining us. And for the rest of you out there, I hope that you keep trying life on your way. I will see you on the next episode. Peace. Hey guys, this is Maurice, host of the Try Life On podcast. And thank you for listening to another episode. I hope you are finding it useful in helping you design your own lifestyle that you don't need a vacation from. If that's the case, Please consider dropping a review for me, whether in Apple, iTunes or in Spotify, drop a review, put some stars on it. Give me some feedback on how I can make the podcast better, what information you are looking for. I am doing my best to get information to you on the Try Life On Principles, the five freedoms, how to build lifestyle, travel hacking, all of it. And I want to do it for you. So please do a review for me. And until next time, my name is Maurice Philogene, and this is the Try Life On Podcast. Peace.